It's my turn to pray this week. Oh, boy. Good morning, guys. As you heard Beth, she's ready to pray this week. Dolly's, <laughs> Dolly's prayer today. Morning, <laughs> Welcome morning. to Southern Bells. <laughs> Happy Sunday. I woke up this morning, Beth and I were talking about our lack of sleep last night. Both of us were after 3 a.m. this morning before we fell asleep. And um, I actually was woke up this morning by our dog, which he's been doing this thing for the last week or two where he doesn't really bark. He doesn't really whine. He, I don't know what he's doing, but he wakes me up and, and I try to fuss at him a little bit to go back to sleep, but, um, he doesn't cooperate. So usually I end up getting up and having to go let him out, let him go do his thing and then come back in. And this morning it was eight degrees here, eight, eight degrees. So he's a little tiny, he's a Yorkie. So he's not equipped to stand outside in the weather very long. So I waited on him to do his thing and then let him back in. And at that point, when I get up like that, I'm usually wide awake. So yeah, um, got up, ready to start the day. Um, it's funny how like when you think that things are going to go one way and because honestly, I was thinking all oh, today is going to be a rough day. Like, and it may be this afternoon when, when I get tired. The nice thing about Sundays though, Sundays are about rest and recovery and rejuvenating your spirit so I'm so ready to do that this morning yeah um I feel like I prayed for an hour last night just trying to go to sleep about everything in the world and including the world itself and it just wasn't happening for me just I'm so thankful that today is Sunday because I go back to work tomorrow for the first time in a month Yay, the Upchurch, the Upchurch household is out of quarantine finally. We are out of quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the boys went back to work last night. um, And I actually got out yesterday and did some grocery shopping. And uh, um, I had a lot of energy yesterday. And maybe that's why I couldn't sleep. I don't know. I cleaned a lot. uh, Cooked dinner and uh, made the best air fried pork chops with a pork rind uh, coating and they were so Mm -hmm. good with a salad and it was yummy um but yeah no sleep tired today for sure probably gonna do a cup of coffee and a cup of black tea to get me going I have lately I have been using my um Hamilton Beach one the one like the it's similar to the K-Cup Brewers but anyway Mm -hmm. um I always brew my first cup on normal but then I'll run it through again and run Mm -hmm. it as bold so technically I drink two cups of coffee every morning (laughs) right well I um I must not put enough coffee grounds in mine because it wasn't strong at all like I'm like this is weak and well I'm not going to waste it I put protein powder in my coffee this morning and I haven't ate yet today and what is it 10 o'clock left 10 30 and my MCT oil and so I'm not hungry but my coffee was very weak now do you like like military grade coffee where it's really strong or do you like like a mild brew I like a medium roast like McDonald's, I think, has the best coffee in the world. I don't now, know see, why, to but... me, if I don't put like four or five of their creamers in their coffee, it is too I strong get four, for me. I get a medium coffee with four creamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that's perfect um, for me too. Yeah, yeah. No um, sugar. Um, my husband likes it stronger, and then you have my parents who they will jokingly say they like flavored water, but oh yeah, I I like. I, I think I had flavored water this morning, or flavored yeah. half and half. <laughs> so yeah, it just I think it's just one of those things, and I'm always like when they talk about caffeine limits, and and I'm like, well, there's so much variance into that depending on how strong you brew. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can tell you, I had the Guatemala, isn't that what I call it? Virginia Happy Mama. That coffee is really good. Really good. Yeah. And then I ordered the big bag. I didn't realize the bag was going to be so big from Thrive, but theirs is a lot folder. 
yeah. than than the one from Trim Healthy Mama, but it's a really good coffee too. So. I, ju- I just ordered my second bag of the beans from Thrive. Mm-hmm, I got the um, beans, yeah. I like the breakfast. I like the breakfast blend. So that's, that's what, what I, I got. Yeah, from- I I got the breakfast blend, and I was surprised it was still so bold. Um, it's good. Yeah, it, it, it's good. It, it is. And they feel a little. They look wet. The beans look wet to me for some reason. They're very shiny and pretty, and and um, I got a lot of coffee for a very cheap price. Yeah, for sure. I know. I was yeah. kind of excited. I was excited. So fun stuff. But anyway, welcome. We hope that you're having your morning coffee and you're ready to join us for our little Bible study this morning. So Revelation chapter 10 already. So we're almost halfway through. Like I think there's 20, 22 or 24 chapters in Revelation. And um, I'm pretty sure it's 22. Yeah, 22. And so we're, we're getting there. We're making progress. And I don't know about you, but I've definitely learned a lot and I've enjoyed mm-hmm. this Bible study so far. I have too. I think this is the highlight of my Sunday and I'm ready to jump into another one after we complete this one. I don't know yeah, which one we're going I agree. to do, um, but I am reading Genesis right now also. So that one is like crazy things happen in Genesis so yeah for sure crazy things that you wouldn't even think would okay. happen in that time you want yeah, to start sure. or do you want me to start? so I'll start reading mm-hmm. you want I'll, to go to I'll five read down to verse eight and then eight okay that's good you go ahead yeah then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head his face was like the sun his legs legs were like pillars of fire He held a little scroll opened in his hand. He put his right foot on the sea, his left on the land. He called out with a loud voice like a roaring lion. When he cried out, the seven thunders raised their voices. And when the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, seal up what the seven thunders said and do not write it down. Then the angel that I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven. He swore by the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it. There will no longer be a delay, but in the days when the seventh angel will blow his trumpet, then the mystery of God will be completed as he announced to his servants, the prophets. So the last trumpet so, is it. The seventh trumpet is the last one. Yeah. So I was reading the commentary on this and there were a couple of things that they pointed out. So one of the things that it pointed out was that we're kind of in another interlude. We're kind of, we're bouncing from the trumpets. Now we're talking about this scroll and they were talking about the significance of this mighty angel that has come down from heaven. Some have speculated that that was Christ because it shows that his dominance is on land and sea and that he has a voice like a roaring lion, which we know that Christ has been compared to the lion and the lamb. And when the, when he cried out, the seven thunders raised their voice. So they, they were talking about in this commentary that there's belief it could be Jesus, but it could also just be a high angel that, you know, God has sent prior to the return of Christ. And the thing that is most like daunting about this set of scriptures is that he revealed this information in this vision to him. But he told him not to record it for us to know. So there's still a level of secrecy to what's going to happen. And, and it kind of makes your mind curious as to what God was hiding from us to be able to read. And I don't know if it was hidden for a per Well, I mean, obviously for a purpose of righteousness, because God is righteous. But was it 
hidden with the intent of um, how we would react or with well, the revelations intent of... is scary enough as it is so add another level of scary on top of that um yeah. maybe <clears throat> maybe yeah. it's best and, and we so, just already are saved we know where we're going we won't have to worry about it amen because this yeah. is all during the time when there's going to be a great battle you know what i mean it's it we haven't hit armageddon yet but it's it's just one of those things where you you read that and you're like, wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the yeah, voice from heaven says, seal up what they said and do not write it down. Yeah, I don't think I want to know. Maybe I should I should look back at that um, that timeline I sent you, but maybe maybe it was proclamation that the antichrist was about to reign maybe this is just my speculation i literally have not received any kind of vision or confirmation from god just purely (laughs) thinking outside of the box but (laughs) um so please don't condemn me (laughs) but Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe God is testing those that remain on the earth during this time. And the seven thunders are crying out and saying, you know, prepare, this is coming. And that's giving the last call and opportunity for those that, that are starting to feel that tug of war with God to actually give in to God and not to the world. Maybe. I believe I would have already submitted at this point. I would have already. Yeah, me too. But yeah. you know, but you, but you know, that's easy for us because we're already submitted without having. That is true. That is true. Having to be a part of it. But if you think about, I, when I read this, I'm thinking about the, the atheists is who I'm thinking of. And it takes more for them not to believe in God than it takes for me to believe in God. So when you have that level of protest and you have that level of mindset, like I think that that's where this comes in. Those are the people that are going to be left to remain. How many people do you think walk the earth that are atheists do you think there's a higher percentage of atheists versus christian christians in this point in in this point in century in our century in our our lifetime i do i I honestly do you think there is people out there that don't believe in god okay would you call the people that don't believe in heaven or hell atheists or would they just be called non-believers? Well, I think you would have to define atheist. So atheism is a disbelief in a higher power. So if you mm-hmm. don't believe in a higher power, you don't believe in what that higher power would encompass. So you're not going to you're not going to believe in heaven and hell. You're not going to believe in an afterlife. You're you're just going to believe that life is as it is to be a true atheist. Now, I do think the same that there are varying genres, so to speak, of Christianity, different denominations and different levels of belief and understanding, it is probably the same with atheism or any organized religion, because let's be honest, atheism is still a protest to religion, so they have to believe that it exists to protest it. You're correct on that, yeah. I think you're right. I think I think the numbers are probably pretty great at this point. Just based off of I hate to say this, but I'm gonna go with the election. I I keep going back mm-hmm. to the election on this and I I hate to do that. Well how but, can we not? How but how yeah. can we not? I don't but, think I have I know in my lifetime and especially in my adult lifetime, have never witnessed the division of our country to the level that our country is divided. And 
I, I hate to say this, but there is a meme out there on Facebook circulating about the Texas power outage and, and how <laughs> the, the meme says, um, you know, Biden stepped in and put a stop to the pipeline and God stepped in and put a put a reminder of how important natural resources are and, and yeah. things like that. And, and while there's truth to that, I also... I also can be open-minded enough to accept and recognize that our continent as a whole needs to do better at protecting our environment. Yeah. But I don't think that the, I don't agree with all the approaches like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay, so um, you're going to have politicians fly in personal jets, personal jets. But and and demand electronic cars, but then how's all this going to work out? How's, how's all this? That's gonna, what that is. <laughs> yeah, you almost feel like you're living in the era of the Jetsons. Like, come on, people. It, it, true. I don't know. Definitely true. Okay. Let's go in, starting with verse eight. Then the voice I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, go take the scroll that lies open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, take it and eat it. It will be bitter in your stomach, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It was as sweet as honey in my mouth, but then I ate it. But when I ate it, my stomach became bitter. And they said to me, you must prophesy again about my people's nations, languages, and kings. Do you feel like that section of scriptures plays tribute to the saying, um, "sugar"? it's sugar-coated? Like something you say is sugar-coated? Of course. Um, Yes, I do. And I'm thinking, was that a way to hide what the scroll said? (laughs) Just to get rid of it. I don't know. Like, and the thing of it is, is let's, let's think about that too. Um, if you're a habitual liar, for example, what's coming out of your mouth is probably what someone else wants to hear, right? right. Or mm-hmm. something to protect you as a person to make you look better. So it's for usually for a, gain. some kind of a gain, right? right? But we as spiritual beings, I don't care if you are an atheist, you still have a spirit and have a soul have a conscience or a Holy Spirit, whether you choose it to be holy or you choose it to be evil, again, we're back to that's your choice. But if you're a habitual liar and you're spewing out things that are sweet like honey, but internally, you're going to be bitter. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very Southern. Yeah, very, you know, um, because we always use the term bless your heart and it can mean so many things like it can mean like um, I feel compassion for you, but it can also be like you're 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 a crazy person. It just depends on how you say it. It sounds good for anybody to hear bless your heart, but it can have two different meanings. Yeah, it can almost be vindictive. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pull up my commentary because I, I remember reading something about this set of scriptures, but now I can't remember exactly what it said. Um, but it, it just, it almost makes you wonder about the purpose of this little segment as an interlude to the last seal like and and maybe we'll have to wait until next week to really see the purpose in it but 
it almost makes you wonder what it's preparing you for. Because I feel like there's always a preparation ahead, you know? Well, of course. I mean, I read last night that my cousin actually posted this on Facebook. How did she say it? Um, You're either going into a storm, coming out of a storm, or getting ready, getting prepared to enter the storm. So you're either in it, out of it, or... I mean, you're in one of those three levels of your life at all times. You're, and that that goes back to spiritual warfare. I think you've got to keep your faith strong and stand your ground because you don't want the um, war, no matter what it is you're having, to beat you and you lose your faith. Okay, so yeah, and I agree with that. And this commentary. So this is what it says. It says the mystery of God which they're talking about keeping this mystery mm-hmm. has to do with the age old problem of evil in the world. Why is there both moral and natural evil? Why doesn't God do something about it? Of course, the Christians know that God did do something about it. He did Calvary through Jesus Christ made mm-hmm. sin and experienced divine mm-hmm. wrath for a sinful world. We also know that God is permitting evil to increase until the world is ripe for judgment. Since God has already paid the price for sin, he is free to delay his judgment and he cannot be accused of injustice or unconcern. The choice is ultimately ours. The signal for this mystery's completion is the sounding of the seventh trumpet. The last half of tribulation begins when the angels start to pour out the bowls in which is filled up the wrath of God. The direction that the angel has given to John reminds us of our responsibility with the word of God and to take part with our inner man, our spiritual being. Hmm. Folks, just be ready now. Be ready now. This up to chapter 10 hasn't gave you any insight on not wanting to be here at that time. Give your life to Christ. Yeah, listen to this. God's word is compared first to food when it says that it is bread and milk, meat and honey. The prophets, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, knew what it was to eat the word before they could share it with others. The word must become flesh before it can be given to those who need it. Basically practice what you preach, right? Mm -hmm. So woe into those who preach or teach and merely echo the teachings of the word but choose not to make it a very part of their being, a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Funny, funny, funny you say this. I read this last night. So you can, <clears throat> you can show up for church. You can, you can have your church time. But if you're not living the life outside of that time, you're not really connected with Christ. You're just showing up. It's just face value. I feel like that's kind of one and the same with what you just read. You know, you have to always be in Christ. He is inside of us. We are the church. Share it. Well, well and it says too that they, you know, Christ has commissioned, commissioned John to spread the bitter warnings and prophecy of judgment. The Christian should bear witness to both life and death. The faith, the faithful will declare all of God's counsel, not just part of it. He will not dilute the message simply to please those who are listening. Mm-hmm. He will not sugarcoat it. So basically mm-hmm. what, you know, God's confirming what we have just been saying. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to say bless your heart. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to those hot button topics. You and I have talked about those some, and, and we know where we stand. Now, our judgment is not on you if you choose not to believe the way that we believe. And God forgive us if our thinking doesn't line up with the word of God, because that's our cross to bear. But you have to believe all of what's in the Bible. You can't pick and choose the parts that you agree with and the parts that you don't agree with. 
So, you know, I tried to share that um, <clears throat> thing that was posted in the reunion page yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like I need to read that. Okay. Find it. <clears throat> For sure. You should probably be able to click in our messages and pull it up maybe. I got it. Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, he didn't, he didn't post anything. It just has Jesus laying there and he still has the um, nails in his hand. It's the is the picture and it says read this if you only have time for God so I mean it's it's a little long but I'll I'll be kind of quick with it one day Satan and Jesus were talking Satan just went to the garden of Eden and was messing and laughing saying yes sir just took a world full of people out there I just set them up use bait I knew they couldn't resist they're all down what are you doing to what are you going to do with them? Jesus asked. Now, Jesus is talking to Satan here. <clears throat> and this is Satan's reply. I am going to have fun with them, Satan replied. I will teach you how, how to marry and divorce, how to hate, how to abuse each other, drink, 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 and smoke. And of course, I will teach them to invent guns and bombs and destroy each other. I'm really going to have fun. And what will you do when you get tired of them? Jesus asked him. Ah, oh, I'll kill them, Satan said with a look of full of hate and pride. How much do you want for them? Jesus asked. So Jesus is trying to buy these people back from Satan. He said, oh, you don't like those people. They are not good. Why would you want to take them? You take them and they will hate you. They will spit in your face, curse and kill you. You don't like those people. How much? Jesus asked again. Satan looked at Jesus and answered sarcastically. All your blood, tears, and your life, Jesus said, done. And that's how I paid the price. So that was like mm-hmm. Jesus talking to Satan. And then he's then you can just imagine he's getting nailed up on the on the cross. But then <clears throat> then these are 10 things God will never ask you. And I thought this was very good. Number one, God will not ask you square meters of your house. He will ask you how many people you got in. God will not um God will not ask you what model car you use. He will ask you how many people you have taken, like how many people you've saved, how many people you've helped. God won't ask you for a clothing brand in your closet. He will ask you how much, how much helped dress you up. God won't ask you how high your salary was. He asked if you earned it clean. God won't ask you what your title was. Ask you if your job was the best. Ask if you did your job with the best of your ability. God won't ask you how many friends he had. He will ask you how many considered you as a friend. God won't ask you which area you lived in. He will ask you how you treat your neighbors. God won't ask you about the color of your skin. He will ask you about the purity of your interior, Mm -hmm. your soul. God will not ask you why it took so long to seek salvation. He will take you with the love to his home in heaven, not to the gates of hell. And number 10, God won't ask you how many people you've shared this message. He will simply ask if you were embarrassed to do so. Jesus Christ said, if you deny me before friends, I will deny you before my father. Today is the day to bless you. I bless you. I bless your heart, your life, and your home, your family, your projects, and your dreams in Jesus' name. I loved every bit of this message. Amen. Yes. Yes. How amazing. Every, Every bit of that message. So that brings me to a question, something in those, like those last part made me think about something. So when he asked about your job, he won't ask you about your salary or anything like that, but he'll ask you if you did your job to your best ability. Mm -hmm. Aside from obviously our Christian duties and our job for Christ. Right. Do you feel like depending on the season of life we're in the significance of our job changes our role our job role is different what do you think what do you think your most important job um for me I'm gonna definitely say yes because um I had a very significant job before the job that I have now and I actually wanted to downgrade because I wanted to spend more time with my family yeah. not be on call 24 seven and not be out of town so much. So I think as our seasons of life change, our 
I'm not chasing money. I'm, I'm chasing happiness. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said your family, because mm -hmm. for me, I, I absolutely, I had this conversation this week. We, um, I was talking about it um, in our talk on Thursday that I had this gratitude training this week and we were talking about things we're grateful for. And I have really struggled over the last year. I'm not going to lie with you all. Like COVID has been ridiculous um, for everybody, but I have really struggled with my role um, and being okay with, with what I feel is my most important job. Um, aside from being a Christian, like I'm a mom, I'm a wife and I feel like I have always felt my entire life. I, I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And there is so much responsibility in being a mom. And I, I, I feel like that old saying of, if you feel like you're not doing a good job, that's when you're doing your best. And oh, yeah. I feel like I fail daily as a mom and as a wife and as a Christian. And I feel like I am every day trying to make those improvements to do better. And I absolutely love my job outside of my home. However, I know that right now this is my season of life. And my season of life is God gave me these daughters to protect these daughters to raise, these souls to help strengthen for the kingdom of Christ. And totally it is hard for me at times still because I feel like I am not using my God-given talent in the, in the realm of healing because I know God has given me that, that gift. He, he has given me that gift and I absolutely love it. And I, I give him all the glory for that and all the praise. And I'm so thankful that he uses me to help families, but I can't beat myself up anymore for not making my own family a priority because God chose me to be their mother. He didn't choose the families that I work with to raise my children. He chose me and my husband and it's, it's hard sometimes to, to grasp that and to be okay with that because of the way society perceives things anymore. Even my own husband, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, used to give me a lot of, I think jokingly, but would make comments like, well, you just need to work more. You just need to work more. And I was miserable because number one, I have trust issues. <laughs> um, I had things happen to me outside of my control when I was a child that my parents didn't know about and they mm -hmm. did their best to protect me. But my dad will even tell you that he feels semi-responsible because he wasn't living a Christian life. He, he knew Christ, but he wasn't a Christian. And he felt like had he lived a Christian life, that his prayers could have protected my brother and I from some of the things that happened to us. And like I told him, he can't feel guilty about it because those things have shaped us into who we are and, and how we react and and really God has turned those tests into testimonies he's really you know allowed those things to transpire but it's also he allowed them he didn't do them you know what I mean so it's one of those things but I just I still sometimes like even this week you know with the pandemic we have been homebound for a year because my husband is at risk and my youngest daughter is at risk. And I have taken a lot of criticism for that, especially working in the healthcare field and people making, you know, insinuation comments that one, the virus is a hoax, two, it's not something serious. Not it's, no than, it's no more than a cold. Um, you work in healthcare, you should know how to keep your family healthy and still be able to go and live your life. And, um, the, the thing of it is, is all right, y'all, you can say whatever you want to, right? 
if I would bring the virus home to my family, irregardless if I'm the one that brought it here or if someone else brought it here, I'm going to feel responsible. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I was the one that got it first and I gave it to my husband and my son. And of course you feel responsible. And they let you know, hey, you gave me this. You gave me, you know, they, they tell yeah. you just and jokingly. You know, but thank God, thank God you had a mild case. I have two friends right now. Well, <laughs> I'm bad about calling old friends friends, even though we don't talk anymore. I still like I would give them the time of day. Life just happens. But there was a girl from my high school. There's two of them right now. Actually, one I was rather close to when we were in school. Both of her parents are still fighting for their life with COVID and they were healthy prior. And then there's another um, lady that she was a, a class under me, but she just sweet as can be. And her dad is fighting for his life. And the thing of it is, is you just, there's so much unknown. And while I agree, you don't live in fear. God gives us common sense for a reason. And if, if protecting my family means that I don't go out and go shopping and, and we have just taken this last year to be a close knit family, then so be it. Um, I'm not sure what the next six months are going to bring or, you know, what life is going to look like or, you know, what the vaccine is going to do, but I'm trying my best and that's all we can do. You're doing good. You're doing good, mama. You're doing good. Is to try our best. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things like in life, you know, you, you have decisions to make. We ultimately have choices and every choice has a consequence, whether it's a positive Mm -hmm. or a negative. Hopefully we always end up on the positive side, but yeah, you're right. Don't, don't feel bad. You're doing good. You're taking precautions to protect your family and you should, because I was scared. I was honestly scared for my husband to get it because he smoked a lot for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I thought his lungs, it would definitely attack his lungs, but he, you would never know when anything was wrong with him. Um, Well, I'm just glad that our bodies were healthy enough, strong enough, and we were young enough. Yeah. I mean, I think age is, has a lot to do with the how yeah. your body react, reacts to COVID that we were able to get through it and have very mild cases of it. Yeah. And then um, actually, actually, I'm going to say this and I probably shouldn't. I'm going to anyway. Um, <laughs> distant cousin of mine was complaining on Facebook that her, her, she was taking her daughter for a well visit. She's kind of around Lizzie's age and she had a runny nose and they would not see her. They made her go back out to the car until she got tested. And, and she was angry because other people were getting to go in because they wasted all mm-hmm. this time. It was just a runny nose and she was well enough to go to her well visit. And now she has to get a COVID test and she had to wait on that. And I'm like, we found out Lizzie had COVID because of the same reason. All it was was yep. a runny nose. I said, I just got finished having COVID and I'm still having some lingering effects and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Well, she's already kind of in that anger mode. Yeah. She so took she it totally, <clears throat> yeah, she took it totally the wrong way. She was like, oh no, she was like, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I've known people that died. I'm like, I think you misunderstood me. I think that it's a good thing they tested her for COVID because she did have a runny nose. We would have never known Lizzie would have had it if If they hadn't tested her because all she had was a runny nose. This, this is my argument. Okay. This is my complaint. And this is one thing I had mentioned, like be honest people, like be honest. Number one, I had a sinus infection two weeks ago. I did not leave my house. I didn't go around anybody. <laughs> I didn't, I, I self-isolated myself from my family. I had a sinus infection. I didn't go mm-hmm. run around and, and hide it behind a mask and act like nothing was wrong. I, I didn't. So I think the bigger picture is, is irregardless of what you think, right? So it, just follow simple human niceties if you're Mm -hmm. sick stay home 
I don't care if it is just a runny nose. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know all of our time is very precious. And, and I can understand getting upset having to wait. I don't like having to wait either. I don't like yeah. big crowds at all. And I can understand that. But that with us having to have found out Lizzie had COVID that way and to know that it could have spread to anyone Anyway. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. I don't it, think I wasn't people ups- realize the spread. They don't I realize the spread. Yeah. I wasn't upset about her post. I was just wanting her to know that, hey, I'm glad they did that because your child could have had COVID just yeah. having a runny nose. It wasn't that I was yeah. under meaning well, her anxiety and not only, of that. Not only that, being a medical professional, let's go the opposite spectrum. Okay. Let's say she went ahead to her well, well visit. She gets in there. The doctor checks her out. Yeah, she's, she's got a little bit of runny nose and plays it off as a normal routine, whatever. Yearly, allergy, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Three days later, the little girl ends up in the hospital or the little boy ends up in the hospital because their symptoms have like, escalated. Why didn't you check her for COVID? It's all yep. your fault, blah, blah, blah. Yep. A runny nose is yep. not a runny nose anymore, people. It's not. No, a, exactly. Not. Well, and it's not. And that's like we've said, you know, and I still call it the plague because it's, let's be honest, if you cough or sneeze, somebody's looking at you like you have the plague, right? So, well, you know, I told you I felt like our door needed to have a big X on it. We gave yeah. away a bunch of toddler toys this yeah. week. And the guy, the kid that I call him a kid, he's a dad now. The kid that came and picked him up had his mask on. I'm like, we don't have it anymore. You're safe. He was like, really? I'm like, yeah, we're good now. <laughs> But I mean, at least he took precaution and like, that's like me. He He didn't want to take it home to his family. Anybody that shows up at my house, I put a mask on. I don't care if I am outside. Um, Mm -hmm. I wash my hands as soon as I walk through my door. You know what I mean? It's just, it's trying to do my best to operate in common sense. And it's just one of those. How How are we? you're freezing up on me hmm. how are we on our time limit we're up we're, our time's up <laughs> <laughs> folks we love talking so much can't mm. you tell um yeah so yeah. prayer requests let's talk about those really quick I'm getting hungry <laughs> that little bit yeah, of protein so we power, need to just pray for those broken. families that you I know what I'm going to, gonna, you, um, you know that I'm going to, what I'm going to pray for, and I'm going to pray that God takes the anger for petty things out of people's hearts. Yeah, amen. Like, but as we read today, like even in that commentary, that that evil is only going to escalate. Mm-hmm. But I can pray and, and fight against it. And if you think about it, it's the truth. It really is just every generation seems to escalate. Yeah. But we need so, to pray for non-believers. We need to pray, pray for those that are day. on the fence. Yeah, um, we need to pray for for those that are battling illnesses. My um, my cousin who has cancer um, she had you started out with breast cancer that are in need of prayer. Right yes, now. I do. Um, her cancer spread to her bones and she's been taking treatments for a while, but, um, this week the cancer caused a weakness in her leg and her bone broke. So she had to have surgery. Um, so we just need to lift her up. We still need to pray for our ch- church families that are battling things. And I agree with you. Like there's a lot of hatred and a lot of resentment in people's lives and holding grudges. Like that's something to me. It's just like time to let that go. Bless it and release it and let it go. One important bit of information I want to tell everyone is never if you're going to loan out money to someone, never expect it to return to you. Never. If it never. does, that's great. If it does, that's great because it will tear a relationship in two. So never expect 
in your mind, in your body, in your soul. You don't have to tell that person, like, don't worry about it unless you want to. You want to hold them accountable, of course, but never expect it to come back. Now, to offset that as well is also if if you do something for someone or you offer your time Mm -hmm. and you're not doing it as a paid service you're not expecting them to pay you or you don't request to be paid don't get mad if you don't get paid, don't get upset right. if it's just you giving up your time. Like I've seen that happen too, where mm-hmm. you, someone did X, Y, and Z for someone else. And then 10 years later, well, you never, you never uh, cared or you never appreciated it. You never paid me. I mean, really? <laughs> I'm sure they said, thank you. Maybe yeah. gave them a meal or two, you know, do things for, I agree with you. My brother-in-law helped my son and my husband so much on his house. Like he worked, when he got off work, he would go to Bryson's and work. And um, now Bryson did pay for, he didn't expect anything. He didn't ask for anything. And Bryson bought his race ticket and paid for his camping for them to go to Bristol in a few months. I mean, and it wasn't a lot of money, but my brother-in-law knew they didn't have a lot of money. It's that appreciation though. And, and yeah. that's the thing, like, I, I don't know. It's just. And like, if your family, I mean, forgive me, but I feel like I'm going to do whatever I can for my family, whether you're my brother, you're my, I don't have a sister, so I can't say sister, a cousin, kid. I'm never, ever going to ask you for money for anything. If I have it and you need it, it is yours. If I have a specialty that I can do, and make you more knowledgeable it is yours I never ever even if you're my cousin that I hadn't seen in a year or two because I have some and we were very close but life happens never ever will I expect anything from my family because that's what family does exactly and that's what Mm -hmm. drives me crazy sometimes but um just so you know you do have a sister we're sisters in Christ so <laughs> right I don't have a biological, biological. sister yeah yeah but, yes. but, yeah I agree so I think we you know just praying over all this week to have a positive attitude and yeah. if you're holding a grudge against yeah. someone let, let it go. go let it go man that's like a black hole in your heart I know I've been there I live that life I don't yeah. like it. All Let right, it Dolly. Okay, I'm already, crying. I'm already crying here. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today to thank you for the beautiful sunshine that you're bestowing upon our lands because it is so amazing. Um, even though we, we endured the rain, we've endured the snow, but the sunshine is so beautiful and our bodies thrive off of it. So thank you for the beautiful sunshine, sunshine that you've given us today. Lord, we pray for everyone. Brittany and I just mentioned she has a couple of family members that are very sick. Her cousin that's battling cancer. Lord, please, please heal her body as only we know you can do. Lord, please take her pain away. Touch her in in her bones, Lord, and make them stronger. Make her stronger. Make her faith in you stronger, Lord, so you can continue to heal her. Lord, we know that you can do that just, just by her increasing faith in you. Lord, we appreciate everything that you have given our families. We're very proud of our son finally getting on the right path, Lord. And it has took many, many prayers. Lord, we pray for Goat, who has came home to be with his family. He's been in the hospital since um, a little bit before Christmas. We thank you for healing him and returning him back home to his family. Lord, I've seen he had a great welcome home party with his family. And all the members of community there was to let him know how love and that we support him, Lord, and we have been praying. Lord, we continue to pray for little Joshua and little Eli. Pray that you keep healing their bodies, making them strong. We're ready to hear what Joshua has to say, Lord. We can only imagine what he has seen, and we're ready to hear about it. Lord, we pray that everyone can find peace in their heart. This week, really work on finding peace in your heart, Lord. If you have a grudge, let it go. Let it go. Just 
the peace that comes along with that, Lord, is amazing. And we thank you for giving us the ability to let things go, Lord. Lord, we want to continue to share your word. We want to, we pray that we can at least save one person out of sharing your words, Lord. So keep continuing to let us get together on Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Lord, because we are enjoying just sharing. Prayer pockets have been amazing. We are getting great responses out of those, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to be able to speak and use our voice to share your word. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I always cry. I had a vision um, as you were as you were praying about Joshua and his voice. Mm -hmm. And in this vision, he was singing, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. How appropriate. Yeah. And it just made me think, you know, even if he's not able to express it through vocalization right now, he is singing Mm -hmm. in his spirit. So I hope that that's just comforting. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So prayer pocket Tuesday. I don't know what God's going to lead me to do that day. We'll find out that morning. And um, I'm going to be in the kitchen all day. I got my cranberries, got my cranberries out. My dough looks good for the, what is it called? Non bread. I'm going to do. Oh, the the non bread. bread. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do the bread that you sent me, make egg cups. And I am making two different types of drumsticks for dinner one out of trim healthy table the hubby lovey hubby love and chicken because i love Mm -hmm. that seasoning blend and then the one that rashida has done um don't know what i'm going to cook with it probably salad i don't know what the boys are going to get the boys can have mashed potatoes or something but i got plans today well happy sunday enjoy the rest of your sunday you too Enjoy not being in the kitchen all day. (laughs) Yeah, that was yesterday. (laughs) That was yesterday, yeah. (laughs) All right, friend. Well, bye, y'all. Bye.